Welcome back to a new season and a brand new episode of the Vineyard Nordic podcast. The Vineyard Nordic podcast is the best way to stay up to date with the latest news and inspiring stories relating to how God is at work in the Vineyard Nordic community. I really pray that people will be renewed in the desire to see what God is doing in their countries, especially the youth. I think we're going to see youth rising up, speaking truth over our nation, speaking truth into the lives of their friends, changing their communities and changing our cities. And I'm very excited to see what God is going to do in our countries. In today's episode, I'm very happy to have Elin and Karoline joining in for a talk. Elin Hedén is currently living in Varberg, Sweden, working as a nurse. And Karoline Lunde lives in Oslo, where she will start to work with youth both in Oslo through local church and for vineyard in Norway. Today we will hear some stories from their own lives that have shaped who they are today. We also talk about the Vina Nordic Youth Movement and share some exciting news as we will start national youth teams in each country. They also share some amazing stories from what God has done in youth all around the Vina Nordic churches throughout the years that we've been part of the Vina Nordic Youth Movement. And they also share what they are dreaming for in the times to come in each country and in each city. So let's have a listen. Okay, very welcome again to this episode of the Vina Nordic podcast. We're happy to be back after summer again. And this episode, I'm very excited to have two of my close friends with me, Elin and Karolina. And in this episode, we will discuss some things about youth and the development in the Vina Nordic youth movement. So very welcome here, Karolina and Elin. Hi. Thank you. Glad Hi. To be here. How are you doing, Karolina? I'm doing good. I'm in a transition process of moving cities and starting something new. So um, it's exciting times. Yeah. Where will you move to and from where? I'm moving from a city on the West Coast where I've been living for the past three years and uh, moving to Oslo. To Oslo. So, uh, yeah. That's the good. capital. <laughs> and how are you doing, Elin? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. I just some days ago went on my summer holiday and I've been this week into to Oslo to visit Carolina and some other people. So I'm a bit tired now, but I'm re- really looking forward to having a Swedish summer. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's June now when we record this episode. I mean, uh, for people who don't know you guys, where are you living and what are you doing for life at the moment? Uh, so I... Just moved back to Oslo a few days ago and have just finished a degree in social work or with a specialization towards the children at risk. So I'll be moving to Oslo and working here for the next few years, probably. I'm going to work a lot with the Vineyard Norway youth work. And also we have a project, I can tell about a bit more about it later, where we have plans to start a youth cafe sort of in the city center, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, so that I think sounds that's really good. Nice. Yeah, and you, Elin? Yeah, so I lived in the same city as Jun and Lina, and I moved here one and a half year ago with the dream to church plant. And for at the same time, I work as a nurse in the like with home health, maybe you can say. I really enjoy that. So I've been a nurse as well as for one and a half year. So yeah, that's me. That's good. Yeah, and we will hear more about that later on. Karolina, if you would describe yourself with three words, what would those be? Um, yeah, so I had to do some notes. But I 
thought of three words. One of them is the sociable. I really love people a lot. (laughs) I love meeting new people. I'm passionate for Jesus and for the things that I believe in and my relationships. And um, the third one is, I couldn't find a really good English term for it, but in Norwegian, we call it livsnitet, which means sort of like a person who enjoys life and pursues opportunities to enjoy this world and adventures and yeah, the little things in life. So I thought those three were kind of fitting for where I'm right now. And um, that sounds good. And you, Elin? So yeah, I also got some help from my brother picking some words so the first word is strong-willed when i'm determined on something or if i believe in something it's not easy to make me change my mind <laughs> and I, I think it's both a good and a bad quality but i'm, I'm working on like making room for people around me as well to have their opinion <laughs> the second word is i'm a servant I love to to help out and I am very like it's very natural for me to when I see people in need or different situations where help is needed. It's natural for me to jump in and do my part. And the last word is I'm a very goofy girl. I have a very weird sense of humor and I like to make a fool out of myself. And so, yeah, a really goofy, goofy girl. (laughs) That's a good one. And to get to know you a little bit more, I would like to ask you some quick questions that we normally do here. And today I have some top ones that I picked out. And the first one is, of course, what's your favorite Netflix series? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Right now I'm watching House on Viaplay, so Dr. House. So I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite series, but it's the one I'm watching now and I really enjoy watching it. Nice. And you, Carolina? Uh, yeah, I actually had to <laughs> think of it. I, not that I don't watch series. I watch a lot of series <laughs> But when you're put on the spot. But yeah, lately I've been watching a lot of Norwegian series. So it's a series called Lykland, for example. It's not really new, but it's a very good series. And it's based in the city that I've been living for the past three years. And it's about some of like the history of Norway. And yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Mm. That's good. Uh, share one thing that not many people know about you. Alien. Oh, wow. This one is hard. I have, I don't know how to say it in English. Ostrich. 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 You have right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. And you, Carolina? Because all the things that I can come up with is things that people probably know. (laughs) I really love to bake, but I can bake like once or twice a week. (laughs) So. uh... Okay. So you bake twice a week at least. Ah, maybe once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) What is one childhood dream you had of becoming one day, Carolina? Uh, I really wanted to become a dancer. So go to like a school in New York and live like the fame people from the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. And Mm -hmm. you, Elin? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe I have like the dreams of the, like everyone, like maybe do work uh, with animals in an animal park or something like that. Yeah, with dolphins or... Yeah, yeah or, or lions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. And the last question is, if you guys could choose three persons that are alive that you could have a dinner with, uh, who would those be and why? And I want you to think of three persons at the same dinner. So you pick one dinner with three person plus you. 
I think, as Ellen said, they just came to Oslo and we went to this big event a few days ago, which was focused on going all in for Jesus. And so that's kind of fresh in my mind. So if I could go to dinner with like Lindy Kofer, like one of the worship leaders who led worship there, I really love her heart for Jesus and the new next generation. And Heidi Baker, she didn't go there, but she's been living a radical life, like including children from the streets and just listening to their stories. That's, yeah, I think it would definitely be those two. And maybe a good friend of mine who also is going to join the project and also for this fall, just to be inspired and like listening to their thoughts and struggles throughout the years. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else right now, but that'll That's do. a good one. That's a good one. And you, Elin? Yeah, and I have a really difficult time to answer this question because I'm so bad at remembering like names of people I'm inspired by. So I'm, I think I'm going to like kind of pass on this question. And I have a lot of role models and people I love to to sit down with. But like also I'm a bit shy and think it's like a bit uncomfortable being around new people. So I don't know. I would I just like to meet new people, but not like in a like a range thing like that so i don't think i want to sit down with three like amazing people <laughs> so yeah i think i'm gonna so maybe say three nobody. really good friends then yeah i think talk so. about life Who comes to dinner with you ellen yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> that's good so to go on to the next part in this episode i want to ask you guys to share a little bit more about your own stories and we usually do that through sharing one to two situations or happenings in your life that have shaped who you are today and I would like to hear you share your stories. And Elin, why don't you start with the story that have shaped you today? Yeah, so when that question is asked, I always think of this one situation. It's from Vineyard Nordic Summer Camp. All my life, I've been part of the Vineyard Nordic. And so I've been to this camp since I was one years old, the first camp, 97. And throughout the year, you, you like get to know people and get friends and then it goes like a whole year without seeing them again. And as I like, maybe I mentioned sometimes I'm a bit shy and I think like some social events like that is a bit frightening. So I remember always at these camps, me and my mother was talking about how I could make friends and how I could get involved by the other kids in my age. So this year I was 14 years old. I have recently started going to the youth camp. And actually this year is also like when I really started to encounter God very deeply. And he had shared a lot of pictures and gave me a lot of dreams. And I was really touched by God. And then I was sitting, like it was between meetings, I think around lunchtime or something. And people were just hanging around. And I had this like, yeah, I was frustrated by myself because I find it very difficult to go to the group of my friends you can say I was afraid to go up to them and to hang with them so I went to the bathroom and then I looked myself in the mirror and I told God like now you have to make me brave because I don't want fear to hinder me in my life or to control my life so I just looked in the mirror and I pointed myself and said okay okay God now it's your turn to to take over because I don't want to be afraid or I don't want to be shy anymore. I went out of the bathroom and I headed towards the teenagers and I took some laps around them to make myself brave. And then I just go there and sit down. And this is like a moment that I remember exactly how it felt. I 
remember exactly what I was thinking. And so even if it's a long time ago, it still affects the way I want to live my life. And yeah, even if I'm afraid or even if something is difficult, I want to do it anyways, because I know God will always be with me. And yeah, so I think about that moment many times. That's a good one. Thank you so mm. much. And uh, Caroline, do you have a story? Yeah, I have um, two moments or periods of my life that has influenced me as a person in a big way, I think. So one of them was straight after high school. I went to South Africa to do a DTS Bible school with Youth for the Mission. And the three first months is called Lecture Phase. So you learn a lot about the Bible and a lot about God's character and worship and those kind of things. And I really loved it. And I kind of soaked everything up and really enjoyed it. But it wasn't until we went on outreach with our team where we left for the Philippines to do some missionary work and help build houses and do kids ministry and those kind of things where I really experienced God challenging my character and the way that I view myself and the degree of surrender to his leadership and his authority in my life. Because up until that point, I truly believed in God. I believed in his power and I believed in his influence in my life, but I hadn't really made the decision of laying down my life to follow him with everything that I am and like putting him first in my life. So I think that was a big moment or the process went on for maybe two weeks where there was different things during our days that challenged me. And I had leaders speaking into my life and challenging me on like what I put my trust in or what gives me confidence in who I am. I realized that I put a lot of confidence in the way other people saw me. Like I said earlier, I'm a very social person and I really love to be around people. And up until that point, I probably also put a lot of my safety and the, a lot of my confidence in that other people liked me and they wanted to hang out with me, which is a good thing. I don't, I'm not saying that's not important, but when I didn't have that around me, if the other people left or something like that happened, then I would feel a lot more, what do you call it? Like insecure yeah, and not really safe in who I was without all those external influences. And also like I had been in leadership in our youth work and in our kids ministry and a lot of different areas in our church also growing up. And I found a lot of identity in being a leader and that other people saw me as a leader. So when I wasn't put in leadership positions during that outreach phase, I was kind of like, but that's who I am. That's how other people see me. <laughs> and it was a struggle to sort of find security in not having to fill those roles that I felt was very natural for me. So I think that has influenced a lot of the way that I think about myself and the way I think about God and how I live my life. Yeah. And also another turning point in my life was when I moved to the city that I've been living in now for three years, I came to a moment in my life where I had followed the steps that I felt God was leading me into. But when I moved there, I it was a very special process where I felt very clearly led to move to that city, which is a smaller city in Norway. I moved out of the capital, like out of Oslo. And I realized that I had a great need for more calm, like everyday rhythms and how important that is to stay focused and stay like healthy and have a healthy focus in life and not being so adapted to how the world tells us to live and the performance culture in a way, which has had a great influence in how I live my life now. 
Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. We had this other episode with Erika from Finland. We were talking about finding this rhythm in life with mm. both resting and also with doing things. And we've been, as you know, we have had these conversations with the youth as well. And how, how do we find this balance between being busy, doing great stuff, but also having a rhythm of rest and being filled up with new energy in a way. So yeah, mm. that's so important. Thank you for sharing. And Elin, what would be another turning point in your life? Yeah, so I think it's a bit difficult to choose, but I have in my, I think it was second year in high school, I was really old in a lot of things. So I had like, it was a very busy school year for the first thing. And then I had an, a job and it was a youth leader in my church. And I had this confirmation thing, another youth thing in church. And I had outreach with my mates like once a week. And I had a lot of things going on and everything was like, I wanted to do them. And it was from a good place. But I think like I didn't do it in the strength of God all the times. I did it because I was supposed to sometimes and maybe because I wanted to do them, but also it was a struggle and it drained me of a lot of energy. So I went into this really tough phase in my life where I was a bit depressed and maybe burned out and I didn't have energy or joy in, in anything. Kind of. And then I had this meeting. I was at this New Year's conference and God really like filled me up over and over again, just explaining to me, you cannot do things in your own strength. And uh, I got this Bible verse we, we love because he loved first from First John 4.19. And that is also one thing that I'm even now struggling with. Like Jesus loves me even when I'm just lying in bed being lazy. And Jesus loves me no matter what. And I'm not striving to like earn his grace or earn his love because I'm already loved and it needs to start there. Mm, yeah, that's really good. And it's so important as well. It's so easy to be caught up in, in doing things because we should. And yeah, especially in our like movement, we don't have a lot of workers or a lot of servants. So it's easy that you take more than you can handle or you see a need and you go in for it just because there are our needs. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you should do everything <laughs> because we have a lot of needs. And yeah, so that's, I think it's maybe not just me struggling with that. And I think we as the movement need to really stop sometimes and ask, do I need to do all these things or can mm. we? Yeah. Yeah, to really evaluate what's the things needed to be done and what do we do just out of routine or history or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good to hear some of your stories. And Carolina, you shared another story as well. But how has that been for you kind of moving there, finding these new rhythms in life? How and also talked about kind of of that thing to find, you know, what should I do and what should I not do and find this balance. How has that worked out for you, Carolina? Do you have some advice or some learnings throughout these years in Stavanger that you can share? Yeah, for sure. And just to say that I don't have everything figured out oh. and there's constantly coming like new seasons or a new a couple of weeks where everything is super hectic and I'm like, I thought I learned something about this. Yeah. <laughs> but then I realized it just got back to the busyness of the everyday life. So I think it's a constant process of finding a rhythm and a balance in our everyday life. But there's definitely like things that I feel like God has worked on in me and that has helped my focus in those busy times. So when I moved there, one of the things was that I really wanted to become more dependent on God in 
my life uh, more than my friends and family around me. So I didn't really know that many people when I moved there. And I was very dependent on God showing up, becoming my like safe space at home and which I really experienced. So some rhythms of like spending time in prayer and worship and reading my Bible during the day or having some rhythms during the week has been really important for my focus and also for just renewing my energy every day for meeting new people. And yeah, I think I believe like allowing myself to experience God's love for me radically changes how I love people around me. And I really love to meet people when I feel like God is doing something through me and meeting them in that way. And that requires me being connected to the source in the first place, at least in my experience. And I think others mm-hmm. agree with me. So that has been a really important thing. And also I consider myself having a great capacity of uh, being able to do a lot of things at the same time and being engaged in a lot of things. And I'm quite passionate about a lot of things as we talked about. So it's very easy for me to say yes to a lot of things and wanting to step into a lot of engagements and roles and ministries. But I have had to learn to, before I say yes to something, to seek God and seeing, okay, is this his timing? Is this something that he wants me to step into right now, even though I would love to do it. It's not always the right timing to do it and kind of discerning that more to create a better balance and not being afraid to say no to a few things here and there and not finding peace and missing out on something that I may have wanted to do, but that has, yeah, just finding the right priorities and yeah, the, and also like prioritizing rest and spending time at home and just doing nothing, I think is really important, but we live in a culture, I believe today that is very obsessed with being busy. And you find a lot of people find their identity in being busy. (laughs) And I believe I also did that at one point that I found pride in being able to have a lot of balls in the air. I don't know if that's an English expression, but that's (laughs) what we say in Norway. Also not letting that define who I am Hmm. and uh, not having to fulfill my capacity at all times. I think it's been a really good or important yeah, learning session for me. Hmm. Thank you. Elin, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I just agree a lot of what Carolina has experienced and it's been like the same for me, kind of. So when I moved to, to a year and a half ago, I, I moved from a city and a church where I was very involved in a lot of things. And I moved to a city and then like community where we had no activities or I didn't know anybody. So I didn't need to prioritize. It was like, yeah, I just had a lot of time instead of having my studies like full time and then being in the youth ministry and doing other things around and all the social life as well to going like just working 80%. And that was all. So it was a big shift. And I remember I didn't have a lot of like social connections here in Varbe at the beginning. So like a lot of time just spent with God, like for a whole day, just praying at home. And it was a really good time just to make me realize that this balance is, you you need to have it. So it's a thing that I'm going to take with me. Even if my life gets busier, you need to have this like left foot rest, right foot work and left foot rest. So I really think that's a good balance you need to have uh, in life going forward. That's really good. Thank you for sharing. And uh, 
It's really good to have you here today because we're going to talk about youth and that's something that's close to my heart and the next generation. And I mean, uh, all of us have been part of the Vino Nordic Youth for many years, Elin from earlier than me and even you, Carolina, before I came into the vineyard. But we've been working with it in a team for quite a while now and it's been amazing these years. And I thought this next part of this episode would be sharing a little bit about what's been happening so far, but also what's in the future, like we're going into some new changes in the work with the youth and the next generation and we're very excited to share about that to all of you and it's actually going to start from this fall so it's a perfect timing to have this episode released now after summer and everything so to start off before we're going to talk more about this with you guys i just want to lay a foundation what's going to happen so the, the Vina Nordic Youth Movement, for you who don't know about it, is like we have the dream to see young people in our Nordic countries to meet Jesus. And as this VNU or Vina Nordic Youth Movement, we see ourselves both as gathered, but also as scattered community where we do camps, we gather for conferences and everything, but we also are sent back to our cities and to our local churches to see Jesus impact our cities in a way. And that's been the dream for the whole time in a way. And we're, what you say, crystallizing the, the vision a little bit over the years and I mean over these years that we've been part of this we have seen a lot of things happening like the youth movement have really grown and established and I think I don't know if you can correct me otherwise but when I count I think we have had around 80 young people that we've been training in leadership over the years not all 80 are still there but I think in and out there's been like 80 people been trained in leadership over the years and that's quite the number if we look to how many young people we are. We're not so many. So a lot of them have been trained throughout the years. And that's really good. And some of them, they were only 12 when I started. And now they're 20 and still growing. <laughs> so that's really good. But what we've been strong in is really these gathered parts. But we've been struggling to see like the young generation rising in the midst of our local churches over the years. That's like what we came up with when we analyzed last year, what the plan should be for the coming years. So a little bit like reflections that these years brings out so far I think is that God is real and he wants to touch and he's touching young people all over the Nordic nations and we have really seen people coming to Christ these years and I think we have also seen in a small size but we have seen people struggling with mental health issues and being helped in that and we see that in our society today that's a question that's really arising and we need God to be visible out there and with that said I think what we want to see happening now in the Nordic countries is really to establish this kind of help local leaders and pastors to meet the young people in their cities. And when we talk about young people, we talk about teenagers and we really want teenagers to meet Jesus in our nations. And from our perspective as leaders of the youth movement, our goal has never been to build like, you know, these nice platforms or good events, but we really want to see something happened for real we want like the cities to be changed and young people's lives to be changed and that's why we're moving on into a new season now where we will focus more on the national pedal if you can say we we use that term in the nordic for quite a while now when we look to the whole perspective of the nordic churches but now also with the youth we want to focus more on the national churches so that's what we're going to do and i think you guys will share a little bit about that you will be some of the leaders taking on some nations but just to put some 
more structure to it. It's going to be like that, that we have these national teams in each country working with young people. So we have a national leader and the plan is to have a national like youth team that's helping the local pastors, leaders to develop youth work or reaching the young people in the cities. We want to do maybe national events in the future and so on. But we also believe in the Nordic perspective. So we we still want to gather for like winter camp, leadership conferences and and still have this Nordic family as I think it's really important and it's good to meet here and there and share stories and help each other, challenge each other and pray for each other. So we will do both the national and local perspective, but also the Nordic in the future. So I'm really looking for for that development and you Carolina you will lead the Norway team and Elin you will lead the Swedish team and then it's an ongoing process with Denmark and Finland but it's looking bright and maybe even brighter now when people are listening I don't know what will happen during the summer but there's a process (laughs) going on in those countries as well and that's really good to see and I'm very happy to be able to still support and be part of these movements now when we're stepping in and trying to develop a movement that will reach even deeper into the local communities in our nations. So Carolina, why don't you share some of your own stories like from these years in the Vinland Nordic Youth Movement? What are some of your highlights? So um Working with our youth in the Vineyard Nordic Youth Movement has created a lot of great experiences and especially some testimonies from summer camp. I think in 2017, we had a youth coming to the youth camp who wasn't didn't believe in Jesus, really didn't want to be there in the beginning of the camp, didn't really want to hang out with the other youth. But during the end of the camp, some of them got baptized and had experienced God's love in a new way that they've never done before. You saw their whole being was just being transformed. They loved hanging out with the other youth. And I think those kind of stories really fuel the desire for me to work with youth meeting Jesus and finding their identity in who they were created to be. Also working with our youth leaders seeing them grow and finding their strengths and the things that God has put in them specifically, but also just seeing how they love our youth right back has been really impactful throughout the years. Um, yeah. So uh, that's a start at least. <laughs> yeah. Elin, what would be some highlights from your time in the Vineyard Nordic Youth Movement? Yeah, so I had this moment in, I think it was the last summer camp we had, 19. And there was a moment where some of the youth leaders were just filled with, I don't remember exactly, but regrets or something that they had carried with them, some heavy stuff. And they were so openly with each other and so vulnerable and just sharing like the hardest things and maybe like ugliest thing they were brought up to the light and it's so genuine and they really want Jesus so badly and I think this is something I haven't seen in our nation before or so deeply so it's I yeah I really love to be a part of our movement and to see the hearts and to see the true heart for following Jesus it's more and more examples yeah. but I it's hard but to I can also fill in I think that last summer camp was very special in many ways and the story you shared was also one highlight 
highlight for me because it was really like we had this pre-camp with all the leaders and before this camp we had prayed for of course like for the camp and stuff and we have felt that maybe god wants to do something new this camp and i mean it's easy to get those kind of words when you're excited but we really saw that happening that first day like it started with the leaders kind of confessing regrets and sins and really prayed for each other and it was like this super genuine atmosphere people were really open and they were sharing struggles so when the camp started and the youth came the leaders were already on a position where they were ready to really embrace the youth and really be there and they were really invested and we could see a lot of things happening during that week but just to see how it started with the leaders and what god did was just so beautiful and i think that have shaped them (laughs) until today Mm. it Mm. has with me at least so yeah it's really good Yeah, and so that bravery, just for like sharing their sin and stuff, but also like when we go to outreach, and this has been like for many years to see the 13, 14 years old just going to strangers and offer prayer. And that is really one of my favorite things as well, to see like them during the week going from like being very shy or like maybe not have seen a miracle before or don't even believe in or have seen God do something through them to see them just going freely around. And so that is also one of my favorite things and favorite stories. Yeah. And I believe that I've seen that so many of our youth and that they get more confidence in their faith from experiencing the fellowship and experiencing God through the camps and the communities that we have. So just a few months ago on the summit that we had, I talked to one of our Norwegian pastors and he came up to me and said, some of our youth in our church came to our board meeting with the older leaders. And they said, we have to go into the streets and pray for people. And they were like, really, do you want to do that? And they were like, yeah, we have to. That's what we're supposed to do. Like we're supposed to share the gospel and we're supposed to share God's love for the people. And that's what we do on camps. And we have to do it here in our local cities. And I just love the courage and the the bravery of our youth and Hmm. their desire for people to experience in God and their communities. And yeah, just bringing that desire back to their everyday life. So that's, I'm so excited for the times that are coming. And one thing is that, We experienced a lot of great things at our camps and everything, but I think God has so much for our nations and for our local communities and for our youth and yeah, in all the Nordic countries. Yeah, if we go into that, what are some of your dreams and hopes now taking on the lead for your each countries? You've been part of our team when we have had this coordinated team for the whole Nordic, but as we said, it's been mostly doing camps and, you know trying to navigate on the yearly basis with the pastors, but now more taking an intentional step towards helping and reaching out to the local churches. What are some of your hopes and dreams in doing that? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to see what is going to happen. And I remember this last fall when we decided that we wanted to take this step. And I think that we really need this step because we as church and we as a community need all generation, need all ages in our churches. And we have a lack of teenagers in our church and in our services. And I don't know where the like the problem, I don't want to say the problem, but where the issue is. But I am so looking forward to be working on this and to see how can we make the church a place for all generations and a place where everybody can feel at home. Yeah. I'm also really excited that we're going to increase the focus on our local churches and the fellowship in the nations as well. And I think it's a really important shift because as Ellen said, we have, we do have a lot of teenagers coming to our camps, but like a lot of our churches have quite a few 
teenagers connected to their own church and also like not many coming to the services and everything. So I think we have a lot of great resources around the Uh, local churches in our Nordic countries. But I also think that we need to be more connected in throughout the year in the everyday, like Sunday service or weekly gatherings, communities. So I'm really excited to connect more with the pastors and leaders and also the youth leaders that we have and just listening and talking about what can we do? What is our heart? How can we like build a culture that is reaching youth and also where they feel like they have something to bring to the table and mm. that they have a voice, like having an influence on how the church reaches people outside the church building. Yeah. Yeah. And you also touched on that. It's what we want to try to shift in perspective wise is really going from youth work, youth ministry and separated things to more becoming like, how do we as church reach the young people? How do we as church make room for teenagers to grow in whatever areas or giftings they have or long for? And of course, with that saying, it's also good to have some youth gatherings. It's nothing that we're against that, but it's like, how do we not just think around youth as, okay, we need a separate thing for them, but how do we include them in everything we do? Because as you say, it's the young person coming to the board meeting saying we should go out and you know do the stuff. Uh, yeah. and, and that should be the most natural thing to do for us. But often we're caught up in, you know, structures and I don't know, forgetting the whole thing with reaching out. And so, so we need young and old people together in the same room. Yeah. Elin. Yeah. So I really agree. And I think like me recognizing that feeling that it's difficult to believe in yourself as a, maybe you feel like a bit naive or something when you are young and have a lot of inspiration and a lot of energy and just wanting to help, wanting to do the stuff. And maybe you say, yeah, we want to do this and we want to do this. And I think that's the strength of a teenager they have a lot of will they, they want to and they are not damaged or they are not hurt by experience because they haven't gone through a lot of things. So they want to do things. And how can we like see that as a strength and not like ah, you don't know you haven't been through this you haven't done this yet and really empower them in that motivation and like wanting to step in to empower teenagers i think we need to do that more we have put them like hey, you're kids you can do this later on and jesus talks all the time about kids and that we need to become more like children. I think that we really need to step up our game in our Nordic countries. And not only teenagers, but also kids. Like We need to become more like the kids and more like the teenagers. We have different strengths in our different ages and like situations in lives. And we need to become more as a whole body of Christ, like different parts. And I think this is like a shift in perspective that we need to do. Very well said. Carolina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also, I completely agree with that. And I also think that the teenage years is a season of our lives where we have a lot of questions. We're just out of like childhood and the influence of our parents. And we're trying to figure life out. We're trying to figure out what we believe in, what who we are. There's a lot of processes going on. So I think it's so important that there is room for all of those things in our communities and in our churches, that there's room for asking all kinds of questions and that it's a highly focused on discipleship, like growing and learning. And youth also have a great like drive and you can see them do all sorts of things. And I think that we need that forced into our communities in a greater way, but also giving them room to go through processes and lead, like guiding them towards Jesus in their processes as well. And I think 
a lot of the older people need need to grow a little bit more in their confidence that they have something to bring to the new generation, even though it's different for them to like it's different times now than when some of us were younger or some of our parents were younger. But that doesn't create a distance in their relationships mm. uh, that our parents and our grandparents and even our generation that we start to believe that we have something to bring to the new generation something to both that we can learn from the younger people but also lead them and guide them towards jesus yeah and, uh, so good good that you mentioned that Karina. yeah and to connect to that what we've been really focusing last year now is to see like how do we build this you know mentorship as a tool that we really push on in our local churches and amongst all of us because as we say we are quite small churches maybe we we are growing and but and we might not have you know so many young people or we don't have all of these things and we can't do a lot of things but what we can do and what we should make sure is that every young people have a mentor that we as older people are mentoring younger people and if that's for someone that are maybe some much older than me might have someone in my age and I have might have someone in the 18 years old or whatever. But just to have this wheel of everyone have someone as a mentor and someone mentor someone. And that's really something that we want to push on. And that's to lower the bar. I mean, in a way, maybe it's a high bar for someone to be mentor for someone, but it's in time spent or invest time to invest and all of this. It's a quite easy task. You need to give maybe an hour over phone a month for some person. You don't need to make up a youth meeting or you don't need to do so many things to be mentor. It's it's kind of a call and talk and listen. <laughs> yeah. And just to like, again, what Carolina said, you don't need to compare yourself because that is one of the things that makes me sad when people said that. I don't have something to give and everybody has something to give. And even if maybe you are strength, just serve the coffee on some days, like you do what you consider maybe small things. That's like, you can still mentor somebody. You have gone through life and you have something to give to a person going behind you. So everybody should be a mentor because you learn and you, yeah, I think yeah. it's supposed to be that way. And I think just to add to that in the end, that for those who find that a bit like challenging or scary to like go into that, I think it all starts with how you live your life for Jesus, that it comes down to, okay, what, how do I prioritize my time? How do I model following Jesus in my everyday life? And then you kind of build on that. Like, I think the core is to like start with yourself and your everyday like relationship with Jesus and then stepping into following up the youth more specifically. Mm. And if we also think around this as i mentioned earlier we will still have the nordic events going on some like winter camp leadership conference maybe also the summer camps in the future here next year it's going to be national camps but who knows after that and with that said what do you see as the strength of having both the national but also the nordic going on I think for me personally, the Nordic Fellowship has been so important because when also the international vineyard family focus, like we're more connected in the Nordic, but I think it's a great value to experience that you're a part of something bigger and seeing the influence that Jesus has through our family, through our church family in the Nordic countries, both to be inspired by what is going on in other parts of our, our churches and in our countries, but also the value of relationships and fellowship and community and family. I think that's really the great value in the Vineyard Nordic. And I think most of us don't want to see that going away at all. So I think we would rather love to like 
increase national community and the sense of being more connected in our everyday life as well. My dream is that we will increase the fellowship in the local churches and that it will be a like source of support and when people don't really know where to start to build a culture that includes youth more or they don't know what steps to take and maybe want to do something but it, they can't find the tools then that's where we come in and like can be yeah connecting our resources more in the local the national countries yeah as you said it should be a little bit like the overflow of what's happening in the national should be like what's kind of strengthened the nordic like we see that okay we're we're more people and we hear stories that kind of gives us inspiration to do even more or do things in a new way back home so an inspirational way also to have this nordic Yes, I really agree that you need the, the Nordic to get inspired. But what I think like pushing on the national focus is going to help because we are Nordic countries and we are quite similar, but I think we have different like needs and difficulties in our everyday life. So when stepping to the national focus, we can focus on what we like in Sweden need and what we Norway need and so on. And that like when we scale down, so now we're just the Swedes, there are room for a lot more people and you get to know a lot of more people. Yeah, so we can increase the relationships in our Swedes and in, in Norway and, and so on. I think that will be a really good life shift to, it will be closer and you can maybe like visit for weekends in, in much easier to travel and to keep in touch, to just have something that's more like closer and maybe more relatable sometimes. Mm. Sounds really good. And uh, it's been a great talk to talk about this. And I'm really excited to see the development in each country. As I said in the beginning, we're hopefully having a team in Denmark and Finland also in, in near future. I know there's process going on, so that's really good. And uh, with that said, in the future, people, if you're listening and you're interested or you have a heart for the teenagers you're very welcome to contact some of us if you're in denmark finland you can contact me in sweden and norway you know your persons elin and carolina will be the persons and i'm really looking forward for this new step and we'll see what god has in store for us to end this conversation i just wanted to ask you a final questions out of what we have been talking about today what would you hope and wish would challenge people in the coming time ahead and if I start with you, Elin. So I really hope that people who listen to this and people involved in the Vineyard Nordic is inspired to look around and see the youth and see the kids looking into them and see what they have to bring to the table and get inspired by our younger persons. I totally agree. And uh, I think already now looking for what resources is in the churches and what we want to grow and what do we want to be focusing on for this next year or these next few years really connecting with the youth that we have in our local churches right now. We do have youth all over and uh, also like including the youth leaders into the leadership of the church in different ways, acknowledging the influence and the ideas and the passion that they have. Just, I really pray that people will be renewed in the desire to see what God is doing in their countries in general. And uh, especially the youth, I think, we're going to see youth rising up and speaking truth over our nations and speaking truth into the lives of their friends and changing their communities and changing our cities. And yeah, I'm really excited to be along for the ride. And I'm uh, very excited to see what God is going to do in our countries. Yeah. Amen. 
Amen to that. And with that said, I really want to encourage all of you out there that might see yourself as, oh, we don't have youth people here. I don't know how to reach them or whatever. Just go somewhere where there are teenagers, try to connect in some way possible and start from there. And then probably you will see something happen. Hopefully you can get help from someone and out of that, we will see something develop. So with that said, I'm so thankful for you to have listened to this episode. And thank you, Elin and Carolina, for being part. And see you soon again in next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow the Vina Nordic movement and everything that is happening, you can go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us under Vineyard Nordic. You can also help us by subscribing to this podcast on the different podcast platforms. When doing that, you will also get an update every time we have a new episode out. So again, thank you and see you again next time. Bye bye.